that this podcast kind of, uh, at least to me, is going to uh, be around topics that, like I said before, it's going to be controversial. And we're coming from three completely different backgrounds, three different religions, mm-hmm. different upbringings, mm-hmm. different cultures, and everything that you could imagine. So I think that this podcast is really going to dive deep into uh, very large cultural differences um, and perspectives that uh, may differ, uh, differ very easily. Ali, I'd love to ask you, you know, so just to start with you, where'd you come from? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I came from Karachi, Pakistan. I was technically born there. Um, over the years, I, I moved a lot. I, I moved, I lived in Saudi Arabia. I lived on the East Coast, West Coast. And basically, I'm in the course of being in the U.S. for, let's say, 11, 12 years, I moved about 11, 12 times, you know, so um, that's also kind of influenced me as I grew up. That's the kind of part of the story where a lot of things started for me, being moving so often, right? So in Pakistan, I was raised a Muslim. So I was, I completed the Quran by the, for, for the first time. I was 13. There was a huge party. A lot of people came. You know? um, I, had, I had Islamic studies. I had a tutor who used to come teach me. Um, I prayed close to five times a day. But again, like, you're not... Technically, you're supposed to force a kid to pray, but I was never really forced to pray or anything. Um, and you I don't ha- mind me asking. So, yeah. like, with, with that whole praying thing, how yeah. did that like, like, how was that to you? What uh, did you oh, did you feel like you wanted to do that, or did you feel like it was yeah, forced you upon like, you? Yeah. So that's a great question because Islam it says that you, the religion should never be a burden on you. So when I was growing up, I didn't know any better, you know, so that was my life. It basically not revolved around it. It's just that there was no other culture or no other necessarily conversations to be had with yeah. people for, you know, you know internationally. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So yeah. it was all normal for me later on. Yeah. I thought it was forced, but then somebody explained it to me that it's not supposed to be that. Then I had to, you know, relook everything. Uh, so like, where did that happen? Oh, were you still in like Karachi when someone explained that to you? Or I was that. States, I, I love that question, dude. I love that question. <laughs> I was, I was in the states, and the person that taught me that was actually a Muslim convert who used to be a sick individual before. Oh shit! Yeah, he changed okay. my. He completely like made me look at things. Completely. And just for clarification, when you mean sick, do you mean like awesome individual or sick as in religious? So S S I K H. Yeah, the okay. the religion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So like, were you like questioning your faith at that time, or was it like a? At that time, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I was gonna save this for the actual segment, but he's asking really good questions. <laughs> yeah. I have to answer this. How's that go, right? Um, I yeah. want to know, dude. The so this stuff. happened. Okay, I, I used to be a believer. I believed in all of it. I thought Muslims were the, the chosen people. Okay, I was wrong. Um, I never thought they did anything wrong. Uh, so I used to be a mentor in Ir- in Irvine at uh, like ICOI, that mosque over there, for a little bit. And then during that period, I, I still believed. And then I heard that these two kids uh, basically had sex in the bathroom of the mosque. They were oh my God. they were wow. teenagers, dude. Dude, they, bro. I mean, I lost so much faith that day. I didn't go to that. Smited down for that, dude. I didn't go to that mosque a year to the same day. Like oh, I, shit. I didn't go to that mosque for that amount of time. Bro. So did you go to other mosques though, or no? Did you just were like, I no, need no, to take I, a break I, yeah. from religion? That was yeah. the year that I took a step back from my religion. I read the that was the Bible for the first time. I read Buddhist literature for the first time. Mm. Hindu, Taoist, uh, Taoist. Like I was trying. I was searching. Yeah, that search basically. Like, let me tell you, so, you know, I grew up in the church 
you know, so I'm like Christian, right? Yeah. Specifically a Baptist church, right? Yeah. Dude, that same shit used to have, right? You know, I feel like that's just part of like growing up. You I, I, I mean? get you. I get you. To it me, at that time, there was like a, it was like they betrayed what I yeah. held so what? dear. It meant nothing. Yeah. I mean, I felt like the generation that was growing up in America gave not a shit about what little even I cared about our culture and religion. You know? mm-hmm. But let me ask you a question, JB, so, because so. I've always wanted to know this. What's this? Um, what's the difference when you said Chris, I'm a Christian, but I'm also Baptist? I always wanted to know. Actually. You know, dude, I don't think there's really any like difference. It's just like a, like it's called a like denomination, right? So okay, uh, you know, there's like so there's like Christianity, which is like the main thing, right? And it's like a, there's like an umbrella. You know, you know, essentially, and there's different little offshoots, right? Like so branches, like, yeah. Yeah, so there's like Catholicism or, you know, like me, you know, Baptist, or there's like mm-hmm. Methodist, yeah. Lutheran. Yeah, yeah, okay. All these different ones. Right. Uh, I don't know the specific, like, differences between all of them, you know, so, like, per se. Uh, What's I have the best a kind one? of like a, well, dude, I mean, you know, like, my best one's obviously going to be Baptist, at least in my opinion, right? That's, yes, that's of what course. I grew up with. Of course. So, I, yeah, I was in, like, a, like, Southern Baptist, right? So, uh, almost, it was almost like Pentecostal. Like, Pentecostal is, like, lots of, like, singing, you know, mm. very upbeat, right. right? So, mine was like that, but... Um, like how they always depict the the black churches in the movies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, that's a good up. question exactly. that I wanted to yeah. ask you about. So, in in terms of that, like it, which, I, like, not even in any racial stereotype stereotypical ways, that like what black churches are kind of designed around is around like the singing and uh, I don't know what kind word of. you said was. I, I mean, like, so like kind of. Yeah, I mean, to me, like. That's just like home, right? Like, yeah. I don't. It literally feels like home. Yeah. And like, uh, when do I Baptists go to sing? Churches, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Especially mine, right? Like, especially our nice. culture was like definitely, bro. Like, you go in the music and you just be like bumping. It's yeah, a that's good sick. time. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> that dope, sounds bro. awesome. That's yeah. literally how, like, you know, a lot of people uh, would find Christ, right? So, like, some people, you know, they would just kind of, you know, like, stumble in that, like, Sunday, who knows what they got going on. Because of the life. energy. Yeah, well, if anybody would just, like, stumble in there something, you know, who knows what they got into that Saturday night, maybe, like, whatever, right? Yeah. They were just having some life problems before yeah. you go to church. Yeah. yeah so yeah. then you go to church. Yeah. And, uh, dude, it's the music. They're, they're listening to the music and they connect and then, you know, like, something was said in the music or maybe the word. Uh, mm-hmm. in our prayer or yeah. in like the sermon and yeah. people end up I feel like falling in love right or yeah. just or just realizing you're hitting that, that vibrating on a yeah, higher frequency just, exactly in an just you know it's, that's like what I mean like God is like something that you feel at least in my yes. opinion I don't know yeah right so, and then, so how did that like how did you start in the church did you start like from the day you were born all the way up until now yeah, and man. do you still go or yeah man well uh, yeah, so so I go, uh, uh, so I I grew up in the church, and what I mean by that is my family was very much involved in the church, right? So uh, especially this church, like we moved to California, and that's where we've been. Like, so like my grandfather was like a deacon. Uh, my grandmother was, was heavily involved, too. She was like a mother of the church, right? Yeah. And then uh, my father was an associate pastor, and, uh, you know, me and my brother, we we did everything in church. We were ushers. We 
like the children's church. Uh, I actually even started, we even started our own ministry, right? Uh, and it was through like miming. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, you know, like what a mime is. Yeah, of course. You know mime, but so like it would play like, so we'd like play a music and uh, we would kind of act out the, you know, we would mime it, dude. Nice. And, yeah, I know. Sick, I dude. Like, that. yeah, that was, it was, it was a hit. And, you know, I, I really, you know, I, I really appreciated that. And it really became, helped me identify as mm. uh, or it shaped me mm. as to who I am yeah. right you know the type of yeah. man I am and the mm-hmm. outlooks I have and uh really just what's in my heart right and so let me ask you this did you uh were your parents like aggressive towards you know you need to learn this way of of religion and you don't get to deviate were they more accepting if you hey you may want to deviate to let's say Catholicism because you know you're saying you're Baptist I don't really know the differences but or like was it like, you're going to be a Baptist or you're going to be a Christian. You're not going to be a Muslim or Buddhist or Hindu or atheist. You're going to, I mean, this is what you're going to believe. You're not going to be accepted. Honestly, I like, they didn't even have to do that because that's, you know, like Ali, that's all I knew. Right. That was, yeah. the, that's, I wanted to be that. Right. Mm, yeah. Like that's yeah. like, that was just, that was just it. I, I just grew up there, but did it feel like a chore? To go to church every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, what kids are going to do? Especially, I love sports, right? So, you guys, yeah, I mean, like, both of you know, like, I love, you know, like, football, bro. That Sunday, like, football. Yeah. Man, like, I, I was trying to watch. We had to go to church, and it was like, damn, like, I don't want to go. I want to watch the game, you know, but... Um, <laughs> and iPhones weren't around in our day, so we, yeah, could, so we couldn't just be watching yeah, <laughs> all right, while, the, while the pastor was praying, right? Exactly. So, let me ask you, Corey, like... Tell us a little bit about yours, you know, like, where did you start, you know, where were you born, all that stuff? Yeah, you know, I was born in Santa Clara, I, I stayed there my entire life, and, you know, I, my mom was raised, she was a Catholic, and my dad was a Protestant, but in reality, like, they never pushed religion on us strictly, they, you know, it was more like, hey, you know, it doesn't really matter to us, uh, it, like, we want you to pray, we want you to have good values, and we want, you know... We want you to know the word of God, mainly like the Ten Commandments. Don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat, treat others like you want to be treated. But it wasn't like, hey, we're going to church every Sunday and this or that. And like that kind of made me kind of like become arrogant to the truth of, you know, religion. Like I just believed in God just to, because my parents told me you got to believe in God and that's it. But I never really thought about like what God is, or I never got taught the Bible. I never read the Bible. I was never, never had to go to Bible study. And really only once in my life, when I was being punished, actually being kind of grounded, my dad say, hey, you have to read five quotes from the Bible, write a little short summary of what you think that quote means. And that was the only time I really opened up a Bible and kind of tried to read it. And, and that's it. And that kind of made me like, that was your punishment? Yeah, I mean, that's, like, interesting that he would just pull that out out of nowhere, right? Just yeah. Like, yo, like, read the Bible. <laughs> you never opened up a Bible. Before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, like, I, I, it sounds like an amazing punishment. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but at the time, of... like, you know, I, I was a defiant kid. You know, I, I got in trouble. You know, I wasn't, you know, following the the, the way of God or whatever yeah. it's, it's called. And little, so I never really got a little deviant. Yeah, you know, I was, you know, I was getting in trouble. And that's kind of just how it lived until, like, you said, hey, maybe if I push the Bible on him, that will have good effects. But I think it almost had opposite effects. <laughs> I was like, if I'm being forced to do something, that's when I least want to do yeah. it. Well, yeah, you probably and wanted to like, you know, you probably like went through it and were like, man, this is stupid. Like, yeah. It was the punishment. Yeah. He was literally yeah. getting punished. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I never, it, like, it yeah. never felt stupid because I knew that there was something grand behind the Bible and just in really religion in general. Sure. But 
like to me, it just it just never clicked to me. And that kind of made me start questioning God and what God was. And that kind of led me to think about my own religion, like what like what I wanted, what like made me try and bring logic to what God could possibly be. So you you grew up uh, in a family of with all brothers, correct? Yeah. So ha- has that had any influence on you or shaped, you know, who you are? Yeah, I would definitely say that growing up with brothers, like, you know, they, you, you got to win. You got to like it because like it, they're, they're, they were, we're all athletes. We're all competitive. Were you the youngest? And, and I'm the youngest. So, you know, I always got pushed around um, and that really, you know, made me want to win even more. But at the same time, it almost had a damaging effect because my brothers are three and six years older than me. And me comparing myself to people who are three and six years older in terms of strength, size, intelligence, and athletic ability, and like thinking, why aren't I up to their level? Maybe I'm not just good enough. So it kind of had a negative effect because it made me question my own abilities. And not until later in life did it really did I come around to find out that, hey, I'm I'm good at what I do, I'm great at what I do, and I can do anything that they can do, and even better at sometimes. Hey, well, you know, a quick, like, fun fact, uh, I was on, like, NPR, so I'm also, you know, as you guys know, you know I'm a twin, I'm, I'm the younger twin, right, but uh, uh, I actually heard on, like, NPR, they are talking about, uh, if you wanted to be a, a, like, professional athlete, but more specifically, champion um, professional athletes, uh, there was a few, you know, like main, main, I guess, you know, contributors to that. And yeah. the first one, the obvious one, was having you know, siblings. Yeah. And then being the the younger you know, sibling because you had to work harder, you had to fight more, or whatever. You had yeah. to. It just trained you to be more competitive. Yeah. Be more tough or whatever. And uh, you know, so you know, it's like Michael Jordan, right? He was like the younger brother, right? And yeah. He, and he like already like attributes all his success to his backyard battles with his brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's straight up. That was like me and Kyle, you know, we pushed each other. We a lot of battles in that backyard. Dude, yeah. like before I put on a helmet, like we were back there smacking each other. Just to, like, <laughs> you know, dude, just, to, just like, wrestling around in the dude, backyard. Bro, dude, yeah, like we would have straight you know, one-on-ones. Yeah. You know, and then if, you know, somebody got hurt, my dad would be like, oh, you know, walk it off. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, I feel like that's definitely is what, you know, like contributed to my like competitiveness. Yeah. And uh, I would say, dude, advantage. yeah, and I would definitely say the same with me in terms of, because like how you're saying you'd slap each other around in the backyard. My brothers and I would always wrestle together and we'd try and overtake each other. And like me being the youngest, obviously I wanted to build enough strength to compete with my brothers. Yeah. My brothers are both four and like five inches taller than me. And they weigh 20, 30 pounds. Yeah, they weigh 20, 30 pounds heavier than me. So I had to develop the strength to be able to compete with them. And I think that's kind of what triggered my love for the gym and love for really getting at, like getting stronger and getting athletic and fit and build as much muscle and strength as possible um, to be able to compete with my brothers. And I think that was definitely a contributing factor later on to becoming as athletic as I was, at least in high school. Yeah. Yeah. But Ali, so like, you know, we're talking, we have brothers growing up. How was it with you growing up with just a sister? So my upbringing, my family is kind of peculiar. I have a huge family, but we have a, like significantly more girls than than boys. Okay, so like 
the boys are always like looked after everybody's <laughs> oh, oh, they, oh they treat you guys yeah if you're everybody's cute, fat if you're a cute yeah. kid you know what i mean yeah they take care of you yeah. but it was different for me because i i had a sister in the sense it was not like oh i can fight with her or compete with her it was more like basically the day she was born i was given responsibilities you know yeah it immediately went from i was you know the attention it, yeah. i i think i was really shitty kid for a lot of times because i was because of that <laughs> but uh yeah you know it was always like i i had to take care of her which uh, you know i'm today i'm more than willing to accept and have accepted um but yeah, it was always like a, a sense of respect. My dad actually always told me that when I die, you like the older brother is like the father. So I never, for so many years, I never Sorry. even saw her as my own sister. I saw her as my own daughter. You know what yeah. I mean? I helped, I helped raise her. She's, she's mean because I, I made her strong. You know yeah. what I mean? Definitely, yeah. 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 So, would you think that uh, that? Because I feel like I remember when I was studying psychology that if when you have brothers, it. It makes you, like, in terms of empathy and, like, compassion, you're more likely to be less compassionate, less, less empathetical, and, like, not show as much love as you are as if, you know, you were, uh, you're raised up with girls in your family and, and your siblings, uh, you know, because of the femini fem feministic, you know, side that you get to see every day and get to be around. Do you think that that may have contributed to a... Uh, difference in you growing up is having a sister compared to maybe having a brother bro 100 percent 100 percent um it, it, in a lot of ways I, I i used to blame myself for growing up soft yeah. because of that okay because i was really cared for like it was all nice like all my cousins everybody was nice you know they they a lot of them changed my diapers you know yeah so i would say it shit me a lot in terms of respect for women you know Sometimes, you know, it's like uh, excessive, if I, if I can respect, like, yeah. but I, this is why I also, I never, for a long time, I didn't even like hanging out with guys. I wasn't even comfortable around them because it would be when I would hang out with guys when I was like younger, it would be this bro shit where yeah. you have to basically be physical and, and get hit to show your love. I'm like, I don't want this. Yeah. Okay. This is not how I show my love. I mean, you know? I'm definitely like yeah, and I and I get that as so I played football too, right? That's where the camaraderie came from. I wasn't violent until I played football, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? When you're on the gridiron, basically, <laughs> you have to go to war, kill your enemy. It's a romanticized, it's a war. It's like Teddy Roosevelt, the yeah. game of football, you know what I mean? <laughs> In terms of sports, though, like kind of, you know, reeling it back to topics, do you think that like religion, Jordan, do you think that religion had a strong impact on where you are uh like where, what, like how you played sports? Do you think that you devoted a lot of your strength to God, and you would pray before games and th and hope that God would like give you strength, or do you, or do you think that was an afterthought? To maybe later, if you got a win, you're like, oh, it's because you know I did it, or it was because God helped me do it, or at the same point, did you, did you think that when you lost, oh, it wasn't it had nothing to do with God, it was you, or it was God? Like, did do you blame God for your faults? and accept God for your wins or did yeah. you accept God for your faults? Yeah, 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 yeah. Phenomenal question. Yeah, you know, like, I get what you're saying, but I mean, you know, like, to be honest, uh, no, not really. I didn't, like, think about it at all, man. It was it was just, uh, you know, it was just, like, game time, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, all I did was just try to, like, mentally prepare myself for what I was going to do, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would pray. Actually, so you're right. I, you know, so I did pray, you know, mostly on health, right? It was, that's the one thing you know like you know you could get hurt like on health 
no, so health. Oh, okay. Health. Tell yeah. Me. So you know, not to get hurt. Uh, you know, but you know, your will be done, and the rest of that, man, like whatever happened out there, that was on me. Yeah. Right. And because uh, that's just how I, you know you gotta, you know, you gotta like read and recognize. You know, you gotta be aware. You just gotta go out there and make plays. You know, and be aggressive. Yeah. And that's that's how I've like lived my life. Right. I mean, it was really you know so. Uh, so my like saying? religious upbringing in sports that really you know, like shaped who I am. So would you say like you know even where you are today would you would you contribute a lot of that to you know God or do you think that or do you kind of separate yourself from God and say hey like this is this is me that did it and like you know got like I'm blessed that God has helped me out so much but this is me doing it or do you think hey it's it's like God has been you know giving me everything everything here. Or do you, or do you think it's you yourself doing it, and then God has just, you know, blessed you in the back? Another one. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, that's actually a really good question. Um, I think that I would have to say a little bit of both. I know that's kind of like a scapegoat answer, but uh, I really do, you know, like think, um, you know, God and uh, my parents for how I was raised and me being in church. Who that's it's. I, I guess it's how you like think about it, right? So I think about it as, uh, you, know, m- you know, my favorite you know, quote, I used to have it on my IG all the time, uh, you know, walk by faith, not by sight, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of like one of those things where you just go and, you know, like God's gonna, uh, you know, like, you know, lead you wherever he wants to lead you, yeah. right? But at the same time, uh, I am out here, you know, making decisions, uh-huh. I make wrong decisions. That's yeah. why, you know, you ask for like forgiveness and yeah. and it's just because uh, there is some human error, right? I mean, I place myself yeah. where I am, right? God might be, you know, like leading my steps or uh, he might be you know, like protecting me, but uh, ultimately I need to get more in tune with God so he can really take over my life and, um, you know, get me to where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And as long as I keep, uh, you know, putting doubt or leaving more like human error, having more like more like human error involved, uh, it's probably going to hold me back. Right. And that's just again, I don't know if this is true, but that's just my outlook on it. So you think that like you, you, I'm making an assumption. Yeah. I don't want to say this is what you believe, but do you think life is your own choices? You met like God may give you an opportunity, but it's your choice whether or not you take it. And you know, the more times you don't take it, the le- like the more times you're, and the more likely you're not to succeed. Oh yeah, like one hundred percent, definitely, bro. Yeah. That's like when you go into you know you're faced with a like situation and you know what's wrong or right, yeah. and you decide to do the wrong thing, like that's it right there, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, there's like a million things where I can I agree. Back. You know, like in my head and uh, uh, you know like situations where if I could just if I would have done that differently right my life who knows where I've been but you know you have those assumptions like oh like my life would be like this right yeah and that's just uh-huh. that's you can almost internalize that and be like oh if I would have like like listen to God right your intuition where like yeah. if you knew you did something wrong or you wish you did that you know like differently then that's your intuition and that's so do you think God is part of your intuition? Yeah, I guess, I, 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 you know, like the way, you know, I was talking to like Alan, right? And uh, 
uh, you know, like we went out for some drinks one time. We, you know, we were just chatting up. You know, I hadn't seen him, in, you know, in a minute. You guys know he's uh, he's he's new into his faith, right? Grew yeah. up totally atheist, but uh, um, you know, I, I asked him like three questions. It was, uh, do you talk to God? Have you seen God? And do you listen to God? Yeah, right. And I could go into like you know, so obviously like talking to God is like praying, right? And then you know, like seeing God is like uh, I've seen God. Yeah, right. I'll, like I'll tell you, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, right, no, well, it's we're not gonna have yet. to hear about that. We're gonna have to pivot in yeah, one yeah, minute yeah, yeah, yeah. after we but, hear this uh, last yeah. thing. Yeah, after like finish this point. So, um, so like when I, you know, it's like when you like see God, that's like a you know, that's like a smile, right? Or like a miracle that happened. And yep. I mean, I can vividly remember a few just like miracles where it's just like wow like mm. that is god right there for yeah. this to happen in that point like yeah. one time i was lost nowhere to go we're out backpacking there's no trail we're, we, 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 we're going in like circles it's getting oh, yeah. dark we got like, we don't know what's going on we're following random you like footsteps and uh we don't know what to do and uh all of a sudden out of nowhere this dude and his girlfriend come and uh just so happens this guy was going to the same lake that we were going to he didn't need the trail he knew exactly how to get there uh they had some extra food for us to eat because we hadn't eaten in hours and you know we just followed <laughs> along with them boom that is god that's seeing god right that's a miracle right that's yeah. just one of those things where you were placed at the right place at the right time and we met right and then uh so yeah so like back on track so the last thing i asked is uh do you listen to God or have you heard God, right? Do you hear him? And that's like a tricky one, right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's uh, that's like you're faced with like a decision or a like situation, right? And yep. there's going to be a voice in your head that's screaming at you, right? Usually, especially if you're mad, right? Yeah. This voice is going to be screaming at you. Oh, like throw this at them or do this, right? But then there's going to be that quiet calm voice that steady voice right it doesn't even have to be when you're like when you're mad right if you're just like you know like what do i do and so you're stressed out there's gonna be something screaming at you oh, do this do this but that quiet calm voice that yeah. stays the same in the back of your head that is what i think god is. well said very well said and would you say that's almost like the devil and the angel on your shoulder essentially yeah. i guess yeah like, you know i didn't like look at it that way but well, yeah, that, yeah that is it that's yeah. a good point yeah. And now to pivot. Yeah, to pivot. I want to know. know. Yeah. <laughs> about all these. Oh, yeah. I, I got of the one and only God. I have I have two stories that made me really believe. <laughs> <laughs> one of them happened to me. One of them happened to a very close friend of mine who was my brother. You know, still is in a lot of ways, and I believe him when he told me the, the things the things that he told me because of the intense, like traumatic experience that we were all going through together at that time. Yeah. So. I'll tell you that one second because that's the more intense one, okay? <laughs> that's the way more intense one. So the first one is, you guys know I used to work for Michael Kors, right? I, but I also yeah. used to live in the, in the apartment. There was literally, uh, I think Corey one or two times has been there, literally um, no parking spots ever. I had to park around the corner on the street like every, because I used to work late. And there was some nights, bro. There was some nights, okay? I'm driving back. I literally, I hate myself. You know, retails, bullshit job. This, I like, I'm literally the whole drive, I'm praying, okay? I don't, I don't even pray like how you're supposed. I was praying for the parking spot, okay? 
This happened to me on three succinct times that made me believe. Okay, when I saw when I saw one parking spot at the exact spot where I always like to park, that happened three times. I, I started believing again. Or no, yeah. it was like a rejuvenated faith, you know? I was like, that's God, okay? There's yeah. no way. There's yeah. nothing else right there, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second story, okay? Second story, I didn't want to get you guys sad also, because don't get sad. Really don't get sad. It's actually a beautiful... Everything, it's a beautiful yeah. story. It's a beautiful story. Okay. So, there used to be, uh, in Irvine, the first house that we stayed in, at the end of the cor- uh, the corner... There was a girl that used to live there. She went to my school. Yeah, we, we were friends. We hung out. We saw each other. But my friend, who, I'm, who I just told you about, my close friend, he was dating her, okay? She, we lost her in a car accident, all right? Uh-huh. She burned alive. They couldn't recognize her fucking body, Jesus all right? Shit. My friend was the first person the cops came and told because he was the last person that she spoke to. They came in the middle of the night. They came at maybe 2, 3 a.m., Okay, just drop this knowledge on him. You know, I don't know where he is now, but I know that at that time, things were volatile. You know, we're still growing kids. We're doing, you know, this, that, the other bad thing or another. Yeah. So this was a lot for him to process, right? So that night, I didn't see him until the morning because we had school. He went onto the train tracks that night, okay? This is what uh-huh. he's telling me. He went onto the train tracks and he said, this is it. I'll wait for the... There was always freight trains running through there. So he was going to wait for the train. The train was going to come and end him. We used to go to those train tracks all the time. You know, like we just hop over a wall. You go, you cross, you hang out the train track. I don't know. Okay. Yes. So he's there in the middle of the night. He told me this. He said an old man came to me. He told me as I was standing there, whether this is just in his own mind, it's still, it's still incredible, dude. It's still incredible. Yeah. He said an old man came to me. He only said I didn't... He had a face that was welcoming, but I didn't see his face, but I knew that he had a white beard. Okay? okay. He was wearing raggedy clothes, he said this. He was wearing raggedy clothes. He wa- he came up to him, and uh, and my friend didn't say anything to him, okay? And for context, where where is this? Is this back in Pakistan, or is this in America? This is in Irvine, California. Irvine. This okay. is Irvine, California. Okay. This is my... Junior or senior year, I think. Okay. Um, so 2012, 2013. Yeah. And uh, he said, the guy just walked up to me. I didn't say any words. He said, my son, you need to get off these tracks. And he said, now is not your time. And he got off wow. the tracks and that's that. Wow. And I saw him the next so morning. How old was this kid? Uh, he was a year older than me. He was 18. He was 18. He was 18 at the time. Wow. There's no, he does, uh, like, as far as I know, there's no, like, conditions that he has that would make him see something like this but i know for a fact that he went through a tremendous amount of trauma we i i i told our friends i said we're staying with him for as long as it takes we're not going home so it was yeah intense yeah and suicide you know it's a powerful thing suicide right and you know and not to stereotype you know your religion at all or connect you to you know the terrible Mm -hmm, terrible mm -hmm. uh extremists of Mm -hmm. one society Mm -hmm. um but do you think suicide is still like uh, is the doors of heaven, gates of heaven still, or sorry, I don't know what, what you call in your religion. It's do you think It's the still, gates of heaven. Yeah. Do you, th- <laughs> do you, do you is, are they still open to people who commit suicide? Because I, you know, at least in what I, my assumption and what I feel like I've heard about mm-hmm. Christianity mm-hmm. is that, you know, it's not, it's, it's a sin to commit suicide. So is it a sin to commit that in, in Muslim, Muslim heritage or religion? And if it is, why do the extremists of the Muslim uh, religion 
think that it's okay to go out and yeah. you know, bomb to be like a martyr. Yeah, but that's so that's a great question. We have to unpack some of the things first, okay? Because the like it can easily be misconstrued this whole thing. Yes. So the first part of your question is do you th- do you think or uh, uh, sorry, not do you think it is in the Muslim heritage, Muslim heritage, is it a sin to commit suicide? So so from what I know about for Christianity for instance, I uh, I just actually recently heard that it's only the true, or, or no, the guy who commits suicide, he's the guy who definitely deserves hell or something like this. Okay, yes. that's Christianity. Now, Islam, the gates of heaven don't open for him. He doesn't see the clouds. He doesn't get judged by God. Okay. In, in Islam, it says that the person that kills himself is damned to walk the earth for an eternity. Like Cain. Like his soul, yes. Like yeah, Cain exactly like Cain. Exactly like Cain, except Cain, assuming like he, he doesn't die, he's still alive and is immortal. You die when you kill yourself, except your soul walks the earth. until the, with all the humans. Until the day of judgment, when that happens, however it may happen, and then you get judged. So I'm doing our, uh, you know, a little like fact check here. And it... I mean, from what I'm finding, there's nothing specifically in the Bible that like condemns um, suicide. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, like take that however you want to take it. I, I, I don't know. I, no, good shit, good shit. You know, and I feel like it's almost you know, like the same thing, you know, with like being gay, right? So, like, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, like being gay is it's wrong. But I don't think there's really anything in the Bible that necessarily calls out being gay. I mean, Again, here, I'll just fact check well, this well, real quick. Actually, but, so, I mean, as far as I know, I don't think... So, in the Bible, and from, you know, my slim knowledge of the Bible, and, like, I've asked this question before. It's like, oh, why is being gay very against Christianity and mm-hmm. everything like that? It's because and in the Bible, it says that, oh, love is between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And so, not to say extremists, but people, like, on the more, like, aggressive side of things, say that, and take the word for it, that it's between a man and a woman. So it can't be, t- be between a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, or anything else. That's it has true. to be be- because well, that's just like. But to right, say, right? that's but not to say that if you're gay, that you know that like you're gonna go to hell or something. Yeah, yeah, but to say that it didn't exist and people weren't having fun back then doing the same thing is, is not yes. true because we had Sodom and Gomorrah, right? They were having a blast. Okay, they they were having a fun time in there. Yeah, right? I actually do not know who Sodom or. G- so you know, you understand the word sodomite? No. So that's a very intense way of... Uh, oh, sodomy. Yes. Oh, so- oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, sodomy, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. what they were doing. That's yeah. basically like okay. the story. And what was the other one? Gomorrah. I don't know. I, I've heard that in a different... Uh, so J- JB's going to do a fact check. He's going like to look it up. fact check here. Yeah. Uh, but real quick, while he's doing the check, so let me break down the second part of your question, correct? Because it's a heavy yes. one, yeah? Yes. So why did these guys go out and build themselves up and then, you know, call themselves martyrs and say that there's these things promised to them in heaven and blah, 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 right? Yeah. So first thing, Islam is known to condemn extremism. It's written in the text. If you eat too much chicken, you're a sinner, <laughs> you know? Anything to like in excess is bad. Yeah. Um, it says even, so the Prophet Muhammad, he ate like, he only took enough on the plate that like a little bit and he would eat a little bit until he's full versus slob, like slapping all this food on, on it. Yeah. So these are like concerns. Like, that's a little side thing. But now these guys, without going 
without affiliating what they do with the religion, that's how I'm going to speak because all they are is a terror organization, okay? A terror organization that whether it's rogue or however small it may be, it still needs influence, it needs to spread so it can spread terror, okay? Yeah. Whether whatever international or a domestic uh, government or otherwise entities are involved with that, I'd prefer not to speak on that, okay? Yeah. But... These guys, they need power. These guys recruit not people from, for instance, my social circles when I was in Pakistan. They recruit from the most uneducated. A lot of the times, these kids have nothing to do and there's, they're living to die. It's fucked up. Yeah. I'm not saying what they're doing makes it okay. It's and like, do you think that they're instilled from the day that they're born into that extremist lifestyle? Or do you think that they find it later on? Well, I mean, that's a very specific question because I don't know if they have like... I don't know, wherever they're hiding in caves or whatever, if they're breeding and, you know, having communities and shit yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who's in charge, like, or who's making these, like, decisions and shit. Yeah. But obviously, they're really shitty decisions. But if you just look at that organization, they take certain aspects of, of the religion. They take the aspects that can be glorified and then to an uneducated mind, it can, they can be brainwashed and that idea can literally be implanted into their head. Okay. They do like propaganda shit, like they like Kim Jong Un status, fucking. Like, yeah. You, you know they have yeah. the pictures, the torture, they propagandized into believing that this is the correct way to live. Yes. Right? Yeah, but it's like I don't even know if they're thinking about correct ways to live because they're thinking about correct ways to die. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, you know. Okay. So I did the fact check. Yeah. And uh, there is a couple verses where it talks about you know like not being. Or, yeah, it's like an abomination or whatever. Yeah, so just hit one of them. Sodomy or to be gay. Dude, or to... There's like one. So I haven't got through all of them, but. So uh, maybe we can do a segment on that. So this is, yeah, we're going to have to like pivot off this, right? Yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, like it's. <laughs> because yeah, I don't necessarily want to know what it says. I want to know why it says why it. it. Yeah, I want someone to explain that. It says like it's one here. I'm on, you know, like Leviticus 18. Uh, uh, verse like 22 it mm -hmm. says you shall not lie with the male as with a female it is an abomination um, so I mean you know these are just what I'm going off the internet I mean I have to like pull because off. like when somebody like what is some what is a Christian person supposed to say like because it's like oh because it's gross what are they where's, yeah. the, where's the reasoning you I know? Don't know I don't know it doesn't say it's necessarily a sin right it seems oh. like it's more of like Oh, you know, like, yeah, frowned upon type of thing, taboo. right? Taboo, 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 taboo yeah, right? taboo, taboo, yeah. taboo is a good one. But Passe, risque. If we go back, <laughs> but if we, you know, like pivot back real quick, right? I yeah. saw this, or I read this like crazy article today, and I'm not sure if you guys heard about it. You know, it's kind of, it was on like Daily Mail. I don't know if you guys like, let's, you know, like check that out on Snapchat or some shit, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I was bored. I try not to. Yeah, I was bored. Out, yeah, right. Dude. I try not to. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's not real. It's, it's not real. So it's so fake. It's so fake. Is, right? And uh, <laughs> I'm glad we all agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, do a fact check if it's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fake as fuck. But anyways, like check this out. There is this one chick. Her name like Azalea Banks or something, right? She yeah, that's the about, rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess she's a rapper but uh she's been like we're on the street is you know you know you know, pushing out some some witchcraft shit right like she was saying how she like fucking uh dug up her cat and fucking she's like notoriously christian or what no she's just said that she's a witch right oh so, so she can do that shit uh, we have yeah, it's america we have freedom. Like, check this out but like check this out so like she's <laughs> 
dug up her dead cat or some crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, she like dug what? up her dead cat to like bring him back to life or I don't know, some weird shit. Yeah. And then all types of people were, you know, like coming at her, right? Yeah. And then she was saying, um, she said something how, how like, how like, you know, like Christianity, when they do um, um, communion, you know, you're supposed to drink like the blood or of whatever. Christ, yeah. So, so they're like, you know, she's like, that's like sacrifice. You, you, you know, that's a like human like sacrifice. That's a ritual. And you're drinking, you know, like yeah. it's a ritual blood, right? Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah. What she, you know, she was like, our Catholics fucking you know, like vampires or something like that. And I was like, well, I mean, I was like, damn, that's actually a good point, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that's like some, uh, you know, you're supposed to eat the bread, which represents the body, yeah. right? So, like, is that like cannibalism? If we go in here, like. I mean, who knows, that is, right? That's like, exactly right. Jesus, yeah, that's exactly right. Oldest, yeah. <laughs> and that's like the oldest thing, right? And like yeah. all the whole thing. So, I mean, yeah. you got to take all these things with like a grain of salt. And like what you said, Corey, right? And you're in the beginning, you got to like look at religion as like in like more of like a logical like standpoint, right? Yeah. Now, as I said, like I was like heavily involved in the church growing up and, you know, and my father was... You know, like I said, associate pastor helps run things in the church where I got to see like how it operates and stuff. And I mean, me personally, I feel like, and you know, again, this is my own, my own opinion, my own experience, which shaped my, my, my outlook on things. And I feel like going to church is not something that you need to do to be a, you know, to be like, totally agree. you know, and I, I agree, you know, I've seen just things I've seen in the church, you know, it just really bothered me. And after I saw it, uh, I've never really been the same since, right? You know what I mean? I had some experience, you know, like we can talk about that, you know, like another time as more like details into it. I don't want to dive too deep right now, but yeah, we you know, should definitely do that it segment. Definitely changed my outlook on things. And uh, ever since, I haven't been able to find another church home since then. I've searched, you know, I just, but it's just, you know, yeah. something about it you know i've you know I've, I've just seen things and then i go to other churches and then i see similar things and it just uh stays with me you know yeah and you know like know. with at least in in my own personal view when i was trying to you know come up with my own logic for what i think god is my own religion and all that kind of stuff i saw all that stuff all, all like you know the sin and the the crimes and all this stuff and i said to myself well Hey, you know, if you're a true believer, you go to church every day, I mean, every week, and then you, you know, you go and commit a bunch of sins later on, then like, you're really just a bunch of hypocrites. You're not really like, you, you, you say you're a Christian, but really are you a Christian if you're not really following the faith? And that's yeah. what really made me fall out of religion and just in general and made me start thinking like, not necessarily that God wasn't true or I mean, God wasn't there. It's just more the fact that like, people might not know what God is and just yeah. people yeah. might think that like they... They know and like the big institutions and organizations christianity yeah. hinduism yeah. islam and all these different things they, they have a good grasp for what society can hold on to yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the actual the actual truth and yeah. there's not a lot of logic behind it because humans are made of error they're not perfect and if they were perfect then you know religion would would be yeah. would be perfect but they're mm-hmm. not and so that made me think okay this something's not right here I need to I, I need to ask bigger questions of what if 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 God is supposedly all powerful, all controlling, then there wouldn't be all this evil, and there and I yeah. wouldn't be able to choose yeah. to commit a sin. 
if he's all powerful, all knowing, and yeah, all that's the stuff. philosophical question of the yeah. problem of evil, right? Yeah. So why yeah. is there evil? Basically? Yeah. But but you know, I I will say this. I think you have to go to church, right, and just to find that relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way that like you can just you know go about your life and then all of a sudden like understand what god like i was able to i i you know I, you know like i said because of my upbringing stuff i built a relationship with god i feel like it's a feeling that i felt before and then i understood and it's really just like something within you that yeah. i feel like it's hard to truly grasp and I, and I don't know I you know this, you know like I said I have a biased opinion right like I, I don't know other people yeah I don't know what other people you know, there might have been other people who <laughs> never been to church or anything like that and might have like might be a better like Christian well, than I mean, I there's well, like, people went to church and they ended up being serial killers that's, that's what I'm saying like yeah. you could go to church every Sunday it doesn't make you yeah and, and like you know you're you know I would have to say I disagree with you saying that you have to go to church to you know find God and you know, have a good con concept on you gotta God. go to a well, holy you know, place. like it doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be church. Yeah, yeah holy yeah, place, you can't go anything to a place like that. Because, never been, you know? but you don't yeah. even need to like you. You really don't even need to do that because you know you're sitting across from someone who's you know been to church maybe ten times in his entire life, and you know, be, before I even fell out of the Christian way of believing, I had a good co concept of what you know at least what God was, and I knew what I knew what God was, but that doesn't like. It was like I didn't need to go to church to learn that. I could yeah. be instilled that through my parents and through like you know you could be taught the Bible and never see a church in your life, or you know your parents can just say, "Hey, you need to, you need to pray to God because God is going to give you strength and this and that." that true. Um, and you know if you do, if you're what if your religion doesn't even have a holy place to go to or place of worship? Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to touch on something you said earlier also on the point of hypocrisy. When I was telling you the story about the kids in the mosque and I left, that was my first thing. I was, look at these hypocritical, you know, mofo. <laughs> like, how dare you, you yeah. know? How dare you sully this? Yeah. yeah this is a holy place. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, bro. Couldn't like, you just wait? <laughs> but the second thing that you said uh, aligns, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, this, no, go for second it. second thing you said aligned with the hypocrisy because you were mentioning the fact that you know christians for instance the ones that you grew up around or you saw that is a very distinct thing that we noticed as muslims coming here okay because i wrote down here i wanted to share that so like i was growing up here i was basically rooted out from where i was and i was brought here right i didn't develop roots anywhere else i was trying to build them here and basically i didn't even know who i was i didn't even know myself yeah so it became increasingly harder to try to stay, you know, connected to the religion or be qualified again as, as a Muslim, especially when you would see the, like, for instance, if the Christians were just, at least that we met, were as strict as Islam, yeah. I would be a Christian today. Yeah. Okay. Because my parents would have adapted because yeah. of what are they, if they're saying the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, you know, maybe, but I'm just saying like, if they were also as conservative as us, we would go ahead and do that. Do you think that, uh, that, the, the Muslims in uh, in Pakistan followed the way of Islam a lot like stronger in the sense like they, they followed the word of God and like followed the traditions of God, not necessarily like extremists, just meaning more they were strict to the religion and followed the way of the word of God. And But you know, when you come here, you saw that they're a little bit more lenient. They may not have gone to church five times a day. They, you know, they may have 
they may eat, you know, pork or they may eat uh, different, uh, you know, certain meats that they're not supposed yeah. to or do things that they're not supposed to do. Yeah. Do you think that you saw that a lot more in America than you did in Pakistan? Uh, or was it the same impact? Or was it even better? So yes and no. You guys are both bringing it up. So yes and no. Let me let me break this down. So if you look at Pakistan, it's the top 5-10% of the country. And then yeah. there's everybody else. Everybody else is let's say more religious than them and I'll break down them also but more religious than them in the sense that they have nothing but faith yeah <laughs> you know okay. where for them or for the elites of that country it, it, they they pretend you know they pretend to be religious they don't give a shit okay yeah. they're drinking they're whoring this is when I <laughs> when I found this out I ha- this is again I was like Pakistanis doing this <laughs> yes what are you talking about yeah it's a very real thing my dad was even like yeah my boss this boss that guy I was like what are you who what are you talking about what are they doing so again for people that it's about money okay literally nothing else matters to them maybe family matters to them but these values that normal people have about religion, God, faith, they are faithless. Yeah. I and you're saying that. these are the elites that are faithless, but the, yeah. the people on the lower end of the spectrum or lower end of the socioeconomic scale yeah. were a lot more strict to the values of Islam. Yeah, because, um, and I'll say something else after that. You know, technically, Pakistan has still technically a, a, a lot of freedoms. You can practice your own religions. Like, Pakistan has always been a land where everybody was. So the city that I come from, Karachi, its its old soul name is Kolachi. And that used to be like a metropolitan city when we were yeah. colonized. Like, oh, everybody was there. French, everybody. Lake, you know? Oh, I see. Wait, like, Lake, like, what do you mean? Is it- My last name. Yeah, so, like, what is that? Like so there's like a, so technically I come from a tribe okay I come from a tribe that's called the Sheikh tribe they don't they're not literally like tribal peoples anymore okay but they developed and built themselves through their like known as merchants so the Sheikh tribe there's like merchant tribe yeah. that kind of rushes through my blood so like before so there's a story that goes no I, I I'll get too in deep it's too much but basically like before the colonizers came, there was a certain amount of money that my my great grandfather had. That was basically taken away, and he was enslaved or in de- indentured servitude, wow. basically for however rest until I, I don't know if he it was an escape or eventually they just waited till they left. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. I, see. I think they just waited till they left. To yeah. be honest, the hell, what are they gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> they took they took my grandfather's ships what the fuck was he gonna do you yeah, know what I mean yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so were you saying that it was like more, an, uh, another land came in or another like a, another group of yeah the British Empire the both yeah oh sorry I, I missed that part no I just like fucking totally blanked on I just like fucking yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, we were well, colonized you know, like, there, so Britain owned everything Britain owned 99% of this shit okay uh, yeah okay Britain owned everything and when did they when did they colonize you guys I don't know so when. Do they colonize Pakistan? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it was okay. It was not Pak. Pakistan wasn't a thing. Pakistan didn't exist. It was Pakistan India. It was with India. Yeah. It was India. Yeah. It was not with. It was it India. Was India. Yeah. It was India. Okay. Yes. Now, basically, our founder, Pakistan's founder, his name is Muhammad Ali Jinnah. He was the leader of the Muslim party. The opposing party was Gandhi. Okay. Yeah. So they were boys or whatever in India. Now, basically, there was a civil war between uh, Hindus and Muslims at that time. Okay. And for instance, the stories go that uh, they would take a pig 
and throw it in the mosque and run around. But our side is biased, obviously, because we're like, yo, they, they fucked us up. Okay, but we also fucked them up. It was a war. Okay, it was a war. Basically, Pakistan was formed in 1947 when that Muslim party was like, hey, we need a land of our own. They called it Pakistan. Pak is pure, pure land. Okay, okay. that's what they're trying to do. Okay. In the beginning, okay, basically there was a line drawn and a fence put up. Okay. Yeah. In the beginning, there was 25 families that ruled and owned all of the assets in that country. Yes. Those families still exist. I... Technically, if you look at where I was in the social strata, I'm fucking like five, six rungs down from them yes. still. Like these kind of people. But they said that it was formed based off of Islam. But even today, India actually has the largest population of Muslims. Oh, really? So the partition, in my opinion, was about allocating natural resources, sectioning and sanctioning off power, Uh and maintaining the rule of the few. Exactly. It's the money move, right? Exactly. And dude, so, you know, like I was going, so all these like wars, right? You know, that have to do with like religion and it's just, in my opinion, just total like nonsense, right? I mean, you know, like you said, there was really, your opinion of it is that, you know, between like Pakistan and India, it really was just about money, not so much like, you know, um, um, religion. And, you know, even with like, you know, Christianity and, you know, Islam, you know, there's like this feud or this yeah. beef, you know, yeah. if you have it. And I got to say, a lot, I've met so many great, you know, Muslims, you know yeah. what I mean? Just like cool people, good people, good hearted. And, you know, and I think what we talked about before as to why we even wanted to make this podcast was, you know, like I said in the beginning, was to bridge that gap, right? Bridge that gap as to the differences, you know, between like people, races, we wanted to come together just to understand it's really not that different, right? Like, you know, yeah. like Islam like, might have some different ways of going about, you know, like worshiping, but uh, the underlying thing is yeah. we all believe in like the yeah. same thing, right? Yeah. And so it was like our difference in religion between this table, between the three of us, and also our upbringings are different between the three of us, but yet we're still 